Voice of Fintech. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech MENA Middle East and North Africa series. In this series, you will hear inspirational stories of entrepreneurs, corporate innovators, investors, and ecosystem hub leaders from the Middle East and North Africa. My name is Rudy Fallad. I'm the founder of the Voice of Fintech podcast. This episode is hosted by Dora. Okay. Welcome to the Voice of Fintech, MENA edition. Today we're zooming into Tunisia startup scene with Emin, founder of Connect Networks, trailblazer in the fintech world, with a rich background that includes over a decade of experience across global financial hubs and a passion for tech-driven evolution of finance. Emin turned his sights to entrepreneurship in Tunisia's fertile startup environment. Uh, Emin has been at the forefront of financial innovation from Uh, co-founding BitDinars, which leveraged Bitcoin technology, to creating T-Ledger for blockchain-based compensation networks. And his last venture, so Connect Networks, aims to redefine payment solutions in North Africa, more specifically started um, in Tunisia, making local and international transactions seamless. So today in our conversation, we will uncover Emi's journey first, the inception and impact of Connect Networks, the hurdles and challenges faced uh, and overcome by him, by his team, and a glimpse into the future of fintech of the MENA region, the Tunisian market, and all through the lens of a visionary entrepreneur. Hello, I'm very happy to welcome you today. Hi, Dora. You said it all, actually. We can close the, the, the podcast here. Thank <laughs> you very much. Thank you. A lot of people recommended this podcast, and I'm sure that a lot of people will uh, be happy to listen. First of all, just to know you more, Can you share more about your journey from an engineer, right, to the fintech uh, entrepreneurship and what inspired you to start your fintech in Tunisia, actually? First of all, thank you for inviting me, actually. It's a great pleasure to always like remind myself of the journey that hasn't been always easy of being an entrepreneur in fintech in emerging markets, especially North Africa. So thank you very much for inviting me. And so what was your question you said? Can you remind? First, your journey yeah. from engineer to fintech entrepreneurship, yeah. and also what inspired you first fintech industry and second in Tunisia. What inspired me is actually is the fact that I was already in the business of financial consolidation. Like I was in fintech, but in the corporate world, we don't often talk about it. But in big companies, sure. worldwide companies, there is also technology linked to financial processes. And this is what I have been doing from since I have been graduated from an engineering school specialized in business intelligence, specifically in finance called EPM, Enterprise Performance Management. Okay. which is basically helping financial department understand what's happening in the worldwide company in terms of financials, in terms of performance uh, businesses, business-wise. So this is what I was doing for uh, 12 years, consultant, mostly okay. consulting. I have been working with uh, several banks across across Europe. and And I ended up in Zurich, supporting market finance company specialized in financial portfolios um, supporting traders understand the risk on a daily base like their positions we, we used to take all their positions and stress them mm-hmm. create like a risk reports that we send to the traders so they can hedge their positions okay so i was in fintech 
And in Zurich, I was also earning a lot of money mm-hmm. and I had some savings and, and I started getting a little bit bored, if you allow me to say so, bored by doing similar things on a daily basis, creating uh, risk reports for traders without actually feeling that I have an impact really. Mm-hmm. And for, I thought like I was, I have reached the top of the Maslow pyramid. Okay. And in the meantime, in Tunisia, a lot was going on. It was post-revolution. The civil society was organizing itself. There were like a lot of programs from technology ministry to support innovation. And there was like a big program called Startup, a Smart Capit- Startup Act as mm-hmm. well. That, that is actually a support in supporting companies entrepreneurs to settle in Tunisia and start doing things. And we had a direct contact with bank directors and big companies, CEOs and everything. It was happening in Tunisia at this time. And friends actually started this journey. And I've seen how enjoyable the experience was of being an entrepreneur. So I decided to jump to jump and and try my own experience. So it was the momentum to, to be there. Yeah, absolutely. After 12 years and a full bank account and experience and skills, mm-hmm. I thought maybe I can something differently, maybe something for me, like to challenge myself as well, to see if I'm capable of doing things. And I was very interested about Bitcoin and crypto and crypto mm-hmm. technologies and blockchain and everything. And I've seen actually how banks were completely behind in terms of awareness i don't even know at that point i was like surprised like how there wasn't more action more like activities around like this breaking technology that was coming into the market like what which which was new mm-hmm. and completely decentralized i was surprised how banks were just watching and not getting involved. into it and yeah. involved so i thought maybe because i have seen the big wave of technology that it is coming threatening banks mm-hmm. i thought maybe i can build like a little structure and offer it to banks that want to save themselves from the wave that was coming in front of them so this is how i jumped in entrepreneurship okay so from a bank saver let's say to maybe a bank competitor but not really you were thinking about launching connect networks and for our listeners who never th- uh, heard about it So can you explain what it is, the problem behind what it solves exactly and why it was actually necessary to create it at this timing in Tunisia, for example? Yeah, it wasn't the initial idea, right? It, it was it, it was the end of a process or it was in the middle of a process. It wasn't the initial idea of building okay. Connect as a payment orchestration platform. I will get back to it. Like initially, what I wanted to do is offer a solution that can allow me send money to my cousin in dinners instantaneously okay. and that he can cash out or that he can use to pay for uh, goods and services okay. because like it's a true story i was sitting with him in a cafe at 11:30 we were having a shisha and t- t- talking about the words and stuff and uh, i asked him about his uh, plan next weekend and he said oh i was supposed to go with friends but i don't have money can you borrow me some money lend me some money i said yes I took my phone. I used to live in Zurich at that time. Yeah. took my phone. I told him, which app do you use so I can send you money? He started laughing. He said, oh, we don't have apps like that here. I said, that's strange because there are 23 banks. In yeah. Tunisia, there are 23 banks. And uh, no apps to send like money instantaneously, which is something that is very common in Europe. So I thought there is something to do here, clearly. 
this is what I wanted to build initially, especially I was like, I was very much interested, as I told you, like to crypto and stuff. So I said, okay, let's try doing this. And so I resigned from uh, my job and I came to Tunisia. I started, uh, I found a company in Belarus that was capable of delivering a proof of concept, like an MVP, MVP. or POC actually, even before MVP, like a POC about an app connected to Hyperledger Fabric which is a blockchain open source and that would allow instant transfers of assets or assets between two two mobile apps two wallets mm-hmm. instantaneously and with the whole security of a blockchain and everything so i paid for it it cost me 70000 euros mm-hmm. at the time it was 5 years ago and and then a lot happened to finally end up with connect that is payment solution dedicated to businesses to receive money because I have seen so much struggle in regulation to yes. to get like the solution that I was trying to build for peer-to-peer transactions. Yeah. It was like very difficult to get the agreement and, yeah. and the business model was very complicated because the license is very... We, we will go deeper in it uh, later okay. on because it's a very good point. So yeah, I have seen the peer-to-peer was very much regulated and very complicated. I found it surprisingly much easier to offer a solution to businesses so the technology that i was building was still available was still available was still useful for for businesses like because the whole wallet system is the same okay Mm. you thought of peer-to-peer but you said okay this solution is still can be implemented for b2b where you found a spot where regulation is not that much involved let's say and you can implement it and start using it right i ended up building stripe for yeah stripe for north africa okay basically so today for connect networks who are uh, the primary clients what type specific uh, problem you solve for them for example can you give some use cases to e-commerce freelancers anyone actually who's selling um, goods or services online and uh, that needs to enable instant payments okay some examples in tunisia yeah, like we have started with, uh, because we entered the startup world, we were surrounded by other companies that actually were selling things online, ticketing platforms, marketplaces, e-commerce, basic e-commerce. They were our first customers. They trusted us and okay. they said, we have two solutions today in Tunisia. Either we go to a bank mm-hmm. and ask for a payment kit. Mm-hmm. And that would take us three months to get access to the API so we can enable yes. online payments with the worst fees ever, mm-hmm. or we have Connect that has already made the integration with the bank and that is willing to offer his integration to us. Mm-hmm. So I started actually selling the integration that I have made with the bank to other companies. Okay. And and then the money was deposited on Connect accounts and I was giving the equivalent on the Connect like the money was deposited on Connect Bank account, mm-hmm. but I was giving the equivalent on Connect Digital account to our merchants, Elephant and this is how it started. Account. Like it was, it was almost a joke, honestly, because I struggled so much to get access myself as a company that wanted to sell phone top up, mm-hmm. get access to a payment payment kit, digital kit from the bank. I've seen the struggle, and then I started selling my own integration 
this is what happened. Mm -hmm. So I told him, okay, feel free, open a bank, open a connect account, and then I will receive the money for you. And you can request to get access to your money whenever you want. Mm -hmm. And the money will be on your bank account within a few hours after you request it. Okay. And this is how it started. So we started with other fellow startups that were same incubation programs, accelerator programs. And then slowly we had business angels and the business angels also wanted to be active. So mm -hmm. they started introducing us to other companies that wanted to enable online payments quickly. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, we ended up like today, we have 2,000 to 300 merchants and we are processing 30,000 transactions a month for 2 million a month yeah and how banks are approaching you today the like the story with banks wasn't always easy initially we were looking for banks because like they were not comfortable with actually this innovative so there wasn't any legal framework as well for us so yeah. we were in gray zone because we had a contract with business where the business clearly gave us the responsibility of getting the digital payments for him or for the business and yes. then transferring it to it. So legally it was okay. Mm. But at the same time, all the money was deposited on the same bank account and that wasn't okay in terms of regulation because this is what you call a pool account and it's not allowed. Yeah. So it was difficult to convince banks to work with us and recognize us as payment facilitators. Even though we were trying to tell them we're doing things properly. We have all the certifications like PCI DSS. We have we have made like several pen testing sessions from the big four companies and stuff. It was still complicated to convince them until recently the central bank has released something about payment facilitators yes. and we have started receiving actually offers to collaborate with banks. They started seeing us as partners, not as competitors or or as illegal activities. So you're the first payment facilitator in Tunisia, right? Yes, like they gave four licenses, but we are the only one operating. Okay. So if we're talking about challenges for Connect Networks, what would be your top three challenges? And how, like what skills you had so that you could over, overcome them? The challenge for us today is to... To grow as a team, mm -hmm. it's very difficult to find actually the talented resources in the country because they were they they all talented people are attracted by Europe that mm. is like a cross crossroad, or by Middle East recently. So it's very difficult to find skilled people that are willing to stay in the country and invest and get an expertise in fintech and everything. Yeah. Or we can find people, but we have to pay them with the European salaries. Yeah, premium to stay. Premium, <laughs> yes, to keep them here. So it's very complicated. This is the biggest challenge, I believe. Yes. The biggest challenge is to find the right b balance to build a team at the end between salary, shares, and yeah. self-motivation and everything. Okay. This is the biggest challenge. But like four months ago or two months ago, the challenge would have been different because two, two months ago, I would have said the biggest challenge for us is to get a legal approval from the central bank so we can operate in peace. But we had it. Okay, nice. So the challenge has changed now recently. Hope for the next one, it would be overcome soon. Okay. Also, you talked about one challenge, which is important, but maybe not now for Connected Works, but now talking about fintechs in Tunisia, the regulation in Tunisia. 
what's the state? What, what's your message about this regulation in Tunisia for uh, fintech? There, there is a political will, mm-hmm. a national political will, like for to reduce cash. Mm-hmm. Clearly, the central bank wants to digitalize as much as possible so they can get more taxes. Yeah. Which is normal. It's But is the market ready for it? So they have started setting up like some new regulations. Uh, for example, in 2018, they have allowed payment, like they have created a new legal framework for payment institutions. Like uh, it's yeah. a new layer. It's not yes. a bank, but it's companies that can process t- transactions. Like they do everything like a bank, but giving loans. Yeah, saving and loans. I saving and savings and loans, exactly. So that was the first, uh, one of the first steps. And and as I said, like recently, they have created also like a legal framework for uh, payment facilitators. It's similar as a payment institution, but we don't touch cash. It's mm-hmm. everything digital without cash. But these payment institutions, they can be a payment facilitator. They could, yes. So with you, does it bother you, this positioning? Or you, like you think con- Connect Networks still uh, can manage to have a unique selling proposition and these kind of uh, institution won't uh, lead the market in that sense? I think actually payment institutions, établissement de paiement, yes. they, their challenge is different because they have paid so much their license. They need to expand geographically. They need to have like agents in every corner of the country because like they are supposed to be the instruments of converting cash into digital mm-hmm. or digital to cash. This yeah. is the, B- their banking main... the unbanked. Uh, absolutely. This is their main purpose. So I don't think they I don't think they have an they can do both at the same time, which is understanding a very specific case that is e-commerce or digital marketing or uh, not digital marketing, digital commerce mm-hmm. and understanding really the struggle of e-commerce initiatives, freelancers, uh, online fraud detection, for example. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, very important. Online AML things. like I, I don't think they can do really both building like a, a wide yeah. network of agents to process. It's not the same business. It's yeah. absolutely not Too the much, same business. It can be very good partners. It, uh, yes, and we have partnerships okay. actually with some uh, payment institutions. Okay, nice. Okay, t- talking about the strategy of of payment facilitator or connect networks, what would be the next steps, KPI that you would imagine oh. so that you achieve the vision that you want? You said Stripe of Middle East, MENA, uh, North or? Africa, North, North Africa. Africa yes. to be. Okay, yeah. so North I'm talking uh, with the next Stripe of North Africa. What would be the um, three, let's say, milestones so that you? So I, I believe the first milestone actually has been achieved already, okay. meaning being able to make the regulator create a framework for us. This is a be- okay. very big achievement, by the way, yes. because when we started, we didn't have any legal framework and we st- we were able to defend our position and and not make mistakes. Some of uh, other fintechs actually made failed. mistakes. Okay. Yes, failed because like they were trying to go too fast, for example, and they have accepted to work with betting platforms mm-hmm. that were in gray zone. 
of regulation. Yes. So uh, it was very risky and it appeared that actually it was fatal for some mm. of them. Yeah, it's already a huge success, I believe, to work hand in hand with regulation. It's not... We don't really work hand in hand. <laughs> Let's be honest. We don't work hand in hand. We're just... We were just doing enough things to reassure them. Okay. Meaning like we're trying to do things properly. And we are your allies in this. Like mm -hmm. you want to digitalize the economy, we're willing to help you in that. And even though you don't have any buffer to tell us what we are allowed to do and what we are not allowed to do, we're going to show you that actually we can make this assessment ourselves. Mm -hmm. Like we can decide to not work with risky merchants, for example, okay. by our own initiative. And mm -hmm. this is what we did. So we have survived like this very complicated period of time where we were operating without any agreement yes. from the central bank, agreement, like a yes. license from the central bank. So I think actually the first step has been achieved. This is the big achievement. Mm -hmm. The next one? Um, it, is also, it is also sending lots of good signals to the nearby countries because North Africa... So when you say North Africa, it's... I, I, don't, include, I don't include Egypt even though it's maybe North, North Africa. Af it is, it is North, North Africa. Africa. So I don't include Egypt, but uh, I'm targeting, tar Connect is targeting Libya, Tunisia, Algeria, and Morocco. Okay. So the next milestone is to be able to launch in these markets. It's already happening. Okay. We are opening in Libya mm -hmm. right now, and we're doing it in a very organic way because like some of our regional merchants that are operating in Tunisia, are very happy with our services and the services that we are offering. And they are asking us to manage their payments in the other countries as well. Okay. So this is this is very good news for us. And that means actually we can go in peace in other countries. We don't we will not try to convince banks to work with us mm -hmm. even though they don't know because they don't know us or try to get new customers over there from scratch. We're going to go there with some big players and that will give us much more ease to convince banks to work with us. Okay, and then same strategy with the regulation, then talk with, speak with the central banks and try to yes. have the same positioning uh, in that market. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. So this is the second milestone. Mm -hmm. and, and then there is also a third one, but it's in parallel, We uh, at the same time, parallel. We want also to move from the online everything payment mm -hmm. to on-site everything payment. Mm -hmm. Meaning we want to offer also solutions for uh, physical merchants to accept payments face-to-face. -face. Okay. Uh, through partnerships or directly on no, the solution? No, directly uh, using our own stack. Okay. To be more precise, we want to offer a point-of-sale uh, solution to micro and small merchants. Yeah, clearly it will help many uh, micro-entrepreneurs as well for their... Uh, yes, we're targeting business. all taxi drivers and all yes. corner shops and all fast food that today are do not like banks at all because uh, banks are very expensive. And also because or the they device... Are because the standard... And maybe sometimes in banks, yeah. But sometimes like the the physical point of sale, the standard one that the banks are selling is very expensive. Mm -hmm. Like fees, you have yeah. Fees-wise, like you have to rent it for 10, 12, sometimes $20 a month. Mm. It's a lot. Plus the, fee, the commission fees that uh, banks take for each payment by card. Mm -hmm. And I think we can connect actually can 
offer something much cheaper mm -hmm. and much easier access. It's exactly the same as we did for online payment. We can do it for uh, the face-to-face -face payments offline, as well. Offline, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's not really offline because it's, we still need the internet connection to make it work. Okay. So if we're talking about these milestones, it needs funding. Absolutely, yeah. Where are you in this journey? Are you looking for investors? What type of investors are you looking for? Especially the ones that would align with your vision. Yeah. If I tell you how much Connects costs, you, you would be laughing, honestly. It costs like $250,000 to build Connect as it is today. $250,000 only. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. And we have processed $20 million wow. in uh, 20 months, which is huge. huge. Yeah. yeah. Less than two years. L yeah, uh, less than two years, 18 months. So, yes, actually, we, we did great things with uh, very small money. And I think it's time to leave this struggle part and like really start hiring, scaling, yeah. scaling and hiring uh, talented people to, to build the regional champion that we want mm -hmm. in, in payment. Absolutely. So we are fundraising right now. We're targeting 1 million. We were able to secure 650,000. Mm -hmm. So we're still looking for uh, 350,000. And we're looking also for a lead investor. Okay. It's very complicated to convince people to invest in fintech in, in countries or regions that they don't mm. really know. You know? Yeah. Where the regulator is, no, is known to be very conservative. Yeah. So they are scared of this. But w we have now an, the story... We have a, a story strong enough to defend, actually, to reassure them yeah, and to tell, the them, market, um... to tell them that we were able to achieve great things with very small money and even to convince the regulator to, to, to trust us, a team of 10 young people um, coding in their garage. So, um, so yeah, and we will definitely uh, raise this money very soon. Okay, so this funding, I believe that, as you said, it will go for team hiring because of the geographical expansion and other kind of, I would say, feature for security reasons as well, etc. for, the, for the, the solution on itself. And talking about the talents, what are your like talents company needs? Like it's um, a rapid evolution that you have. Uh, talent is crucial for uh, any startup, that's for sure. And so what are you looking for? What type of talents? What type of, of qualities? Because we can find engineers everywhere. We can find uh, finance background people everywhere, let's say. But what type of skills or what type of qualities or what type of values are you looking for? Because here Passion. now you're building, you mm. said Stripe, North Africa. Yeah. So for me, <laughs> this is huge. You need... Uh... Passion, yes. We need passionate people. Doesn't matter the field. Like it could be IT, marketing, accounting, finance, doesn't matter. But we need people that are, that really want to make the difference. Like mm -hmm. and really t willing to be the best they can be in their field. Meaning, let's say marketing, right? Mm -hmm. Connect needs people that are very much aware of all the trends that are happening in fintech marketing world. Look at WISE, the rebranding that happened. Yes. Understanding the branding evolution, understanding the hype, understanding what's happening in the marketing world ev everywhere. And use Connect mm -hmm. as, as an experiment to, mm -hmm. to try to bring the best that they can bring from their skills and uh, experience and everything but today i believe like connect is small enough to be the best ex 
place to experiment ourselves yeah. and see how far we can go with our expertise, but also big enough to give you serious topics, big enough to see the impact of what we are doing. Yeah, so I believe it's best timing to join as well for this I, type of I am, reasons. I'm convinced actually it's so much fun to build something. It's early enough to feel that we are building something yeah. and part of something really that that counts mm -hmm. and and small enough to be able to experience to experiment like things without without getting lost in the daily operations. Nice. So maybe lastly for other people who would be in the same place uh, as you who are thinking about launching their own fintech in North Africa, I would say. I wouldn't say only in Tunisia. I would say, don't do it. Join us. <laughs> Very good answer. I think I will stop here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Very clear. So thank you so much. I think... There is space. Honestly, there is yeah. space. Like, it's small enough to... We can... It's so difficult to... Today, it's so difficult to find people that are skilled, that looking for... That are ambitious. Mm -hmm. And... and willing to take risks in this market mm. like usually if we have the combination of three skilled ambitious and uh, risk willing usually they become entrepreneurs mm -hmm. but it's possible to be an entrepreneur in a startup as well yeah we can entrepreneurship ask, yeah entrepreneurship we can ask for shares we can be part of the adventure it's yeah, still this is early enough like yes. uh, we can share the adventure it's important to to collaborate as well and to see to know how to build like a, a collective intelligence i agree with you on this i think entrepreneurship uh, is very um, underrated let's say uh, because you can do multiple things you can actually learn a lot and you can uh, have an impact while having some shares uh, while negotiating so i think yeah, it can be a very good also positioning thank you amin Thank you, Dora. Thanks a lot for uh, all your advices, all the um, insights. I really believe that you have enough passion. I can tell and I can feel it to be to help this and be the next stripe of North Africa. And uh, yes, hope we will have some of your news uh, very soon, soon about you another will. market. Next week, actually, we we have been selected in the first visa accelerator program okay. for Africa. And, and only 22 startups, fintech, have been selected from the whole continent of Africa. And 1,000 applications, which is a very good yep. uh, success. I'm Congrats. very proud of it. Thank you. And we are having the demo day on the 14th of uh, February, 2024. Nice. We all keep the <laughs> yes. keep this date. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you everyone for you listening. Much. And this was the Voice of Fintech uh, MENA session. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Voice of Fintech podcast. If you haven't already, check out also voiceoffintech.com, where you will find all the episodes and additional resources related to the podcast. You can also subscribe to Voice of Fintech on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any other podcast app that you like. If you have any suggestions on the topics or guests, or how to make this podcast better for you, please email us at info at Happy to hear from you. Thank you.